0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. www.yagain.org, And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today is Recovery Wednesday. It's August the 24th, 2016. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169 one, And that puts you in queue to talk to us And we would love to hear your comments and your questions Because that makes this your show I wanted to make an announcement first before we get Michael on uh, We've done this for the last couple of days And that is that we're uh, Blog Talk Radio is going to a different phone service So it was going to change everybody's phone numbers So we're taking that opportunity to move off of the Earth Angels channel And to move into our own so starting September the 1st, our call-in number is going to be 516-418-5786. That's 516-418-5786. And I'll have all of this information on their website. I don't have it there yet, but the login would be www.blog talk radio.com forward slash mind shifters radio so we won't have the earth angels radio in there any longer and so it's going to make a lot of changes i did find out we can move our archives or we can import them over so that they're there as well you can also locate them on our website as always Uh, but the following and the people who listen all the time and their stats and all of that stuff does not move with us. So please log into the new website and click on to follow the show. And we also found out that by being on our own channel, we're going to be able to do podcasts. And you can get that from iTunes or. There's several, and so I'm going to have that information on their website as well. So as long as you have something that reads podcasts on your phone or your computer, you'll be able to, it'll automatically send you notices that a new episode's out there, and it'll stay there, the link will stay there until you've listened to it. And I'm not real sure how all of that works, but we're learning and finding out. So anyway, keep that in mind, September 1st, that that is going to change. And then... You know, Being Recovery Wednesday, and we've talked the last couple of weeks about that one of the things we need to recover is our true being, and Michael and I saw the new movie Ben-Hur yesterday, and I like it a lot better than the old one because it, it actually incorporates love and forgiveness, and the song, one of the songs that ends the movie is by a lady named Sandra Day. She's a jazz singer, but... She sings a song That's called The Only Way Out And so listen To the words to this If you could look
0: Inside my life And use my eyes Would you pity me Would you see The desperate night And all the lies That brought me to my knees I keep thinking that I have to make you fall away I fell from your betrayal To bring me peace of mind I won't let you move along Just walk away and wear a cape Like you're some hero I can't heal love Cause we're at war And revenge So i The only way out I used to hear my father say Counterplay ends in defeat I said I'd never be that way Tried to make you pay it would cost me You owe me so much more than what you gave today I guess every story twists People tell me let it go And forgive I can't hear love cause we're at war And revenge is so loud And the drums are so proud
1: end of it there's just music and repeat so if you couldn't understand the words totally i'm going to read them here so it starts out and it says if you could look inside my life and use my eyes would you pity me would you see the desperate nights and all the lies that brought me to my knees thinking that i have to make you fall the way that i fell from your betrayal to bring me peace of mind i'll let you move along just walk away and wear a cape like you're some hero I can't hear love because we're at war and revenge is so loud and the drums are so proud but oh I'm in a cage and I hear mercy say I'm here now and it's the only way out I can hear I can't hear love because we're at war but revenge is so loud and the drums are so proud but I'm still in a cage and I hear mercy say it's the only way out I used to hear my father say counterplay ends in defeat and I said I would never be that way I tried to make you pay because it would cost me but you owe me much more than what you gave I guess every story twists people tell me to let it go and forget Mercy's the only way out mercy gave me the way out and then it repeats the course again that I can't hear love because we're at war And revenge is so loud, and the drums are so proud. But, oh, I'm in a cage, and I hear Mercy say, I'm here now, and it's the only way out. Michael, welcome.
2: Thank you, dear heart. We had uh, seen the previews for Ben-Hur coming up, and I can remember way back when we took a day off of school to go and see Ben-Hur. It was such a big production, and... uh, so when we heard it was coming out, Jean, and I went out and bought the uh, the old version from back decades ago. The new version is, uh, I think, much clearer, much more powerful, and as Jeannie says, it uh, provides a space for resolution and healing. And that song that Jeannie just shared, where mercy is the only way out, is what uh, completes the uh, film. And... It's an interesting demonstration, the whole film, of how being can operate and how being can be lost and oftentimes being the truth of who we are. and You know, our human lives, our definition of a human life is hold a newborn child. That's the state of being. And it's easy to ride high when life is fulfilling all of our goals and for most people when life is not fulfilling their goals, instead of riding high they're lower than a snake's belly but the beauty of that is that what causes them to be lower than the proverbial snake's belly is that each frustrated goal shows hidden content in the mind and That's the point when real, true process work can be done. And yet many people think, no, I just need to keep struggling and struggling and struggling. I don't have time to go do my process work. And yet there's that state of sustained incoherence that uh, David Bohm uh, spoke about, where we have no awareness that it's our thinking that creates our problems. We project our problems and believe our problems are outside of us, Actually, that's the act of externalizing. We believe that it's outside of us and we keep struggling against it, and yet keep up with, refuse to face the deeper levels of our mind that create that form of thinking, and that's what David Bohm calls sustained incoherence. And the genius of the man Yeshua 2,000 years ago to have understood how to collapse, The terror, the trauma, the fear The sadness, the rage Even just a simple busyness Through forgiveness And give access To the underlying dynamics Of a thousand generations You know when you think about it This body-mind unit is Who knows An incalculably More powerful Processing device And And storage device for information, then all the Cray computers and the Cray supercomputers link them all together, all, everyone in the world, and you don't have the power and the ability of one single human form. When you realize that the word sin in Aramaic means off the mark, when I fire at the target and I miss the bullseye, it's actually a uh, an archery term. When I miss the bullseye, the scorekeeper yells sin. You're off the mark, and when I'm off the mark, then that energy, if I do not own it and resolve it, is stored holographically in every cell in my structure, including the sperm and the egg. And so, were you to give, or pardon me, if you were to take that child. <laughs> At conception And realize Pardon my squeaky throat Realize that Three to four generations Of unresolved thoughts Are in there The beauties and the wonderful things too But the things that hold the high levels Of emotional trauma Tend to fire at a different amplitude And be the things that get our attention And so sustained incoherence, according to David Bohm is continuing with that way of thinking, refusing to take the time to process through and heal that way of thinking and battling the external result. You know, the, uh, the greatest piece of insight I think to ever come down the pike and the piece of information that we've all had hidden from us is that we are by nature creators. You and I are creative beings. Now, When people hear that, they love the idea if their creation is going well, and they always know who the problem is if the creation is not going well. And if the creation is not going well, what that means is life is acting like a mind shifter. Remember, the mind shifter is the opportunity to surface, process, and release what doesn't belong in the system. And so when there's trauma and drama all about, It's a result. It's an effect, and you can't change an effect. You've got to go back and change the cause. But most people have arranged their lives to be so drugged and so busy that they never take the time to look at the cause level and clean out the cause level. And so the sustained incoherence runs their lives, and as Bohm says, We don't realize that it's our thinking that produces that result. We keep up with that thinking and keep fighting against it and trying to change it. Take time every day. Consistent, persistent doing of your work cleans out the aberrant energetic dynamics held from the generations. And, you know, when you look at that idea of four generations that the scriptures talk about, and you think back to, well, where did the fourth generation back get their thoughts, their feelings, their reality, realities? And where did the four generations before that and before that and before that? We literally have our whole bloodline. And in any one of us in just 30 generations, do the math, there are about 1.7 billion people. There's work to be done. And most people keep their focus on the outside. I love what Carl Jung says those who look without dream. That is, they live in the hallucination that the pictures in their mind, that come from the same place their dreams come from. The image is the construct called perception is actually a picture of what's out there. It's a dream. It's not true. But, he says, those who look within awaken. Yet, few will arrange their lives to take the time to look within and Rearrange the generational patterns that keep one stuck in sustained incoherence. So we're here to support that healing process. We're honored and delighted that you're with us. And Jeannie, uh is Dr. Tim with us today?
1: He is, and he's on.
3: Hey there, young man. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. We had awesome. our we had our support group last night, and um, we had yet another person who's very brave and very willing, to work through a worksheet on a very very intense set of issues and tap into the the stuff you were just talking about, the family dynamics from the immediate family and we didn't have to go back generation upon generation because right in this person's immediate family life experience there was lots of abuse, lots of anger, lots of name calling, lots of threatening, lots of physical abuse and and it it got triggered in an interaction that this person had in the past week or so and this person was basically frozen into inactivity and so... You know, after the fact, thinking nothing but hateful, rageful thoughts about the person who was saying the abusive things and doing the threatening, etc. And she was willing to do a worksheet on it and went from a 10 out of 10 upset of hatred and rage to somewhere between a four and a six, but five didn't feel right. So kind of b- bouncing back and forth between a four and a six, and I said, "Good, just." pay attention to that because when you go to explore the difference between the 4 and the 5 and the 6 there'll be more information for you in there about you know how how well you can release this and what inside of you makes you want to hold on to it so so it was just um once again as so many of these meetings are and when people do powerful worksheets We had uh, a total of uh, six people in the room and five people holding space for somebody doing a worksheet and just lovely and powerful and life-changing. And then we had two different people prior to that worksheet in the group who gave testimonials about how the process of doing the worksheets, attending the group, watching their breath and keeping the breath moving and doing more worksheets and doing tapping has literally transformed their experiences in life with their primary relationships and so um so i don't know how it gets any better than that so that's my report about our group and just a tiny fraction of why i'm glad to be uh, on this team and have access to these tools.
2: Are we there? Awesome. Yes, my mute button. I, I still haven't got this new phone down pat to where I can easily shift between screens. So. <clears throat> Fabulous. Things rock and roll. And let's see, you had class last night. That must mean that this is Wednesday. This is Wednesday. This is. No. I've lost track of days here. Recovery
1: so Wednesday. We're and we in recovery have Gale.
2: Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and that's awesome. And you know, if you, uh, it's a, it's a perfect recovery movie when you start seeing the amends that has to be made, the forgiveness that has to occur, the ownership. If you if you go and see the new Ben-Hur movie, it was pretty awesome in 3D. But um, just the whole story about traveling down into addiction to power and then addiction to vengeance and what the healing process looks like. It was pretty, pretty powerful, pretty cool. So let's check in and see what Miss Gale has to say today. What's on your mind today, young lady? Good
4: afternoon, everybody.
2: Hey, welcome.
4: Um I am grateful to be on the call. This is perfect. This is perfect. <laughs> it always is. It always is perfect. And um I wanted to uh tie today's show in with um What Susan was talking about yesterday about will, and um, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous go right in there hand in hand, and then with your opening, it's just perfect. So I will just dive in and tie some things together and and see what you have to say. Um, In the step four, it says that we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, and What that talks about is that we're on a fact-facing, fact-finding, fact-facing mission, uh, that we're looking at the facts of our our thinking um, that produced the harm, either that we created for ourselves or for others. And it talks about in there, um, is this a waste of time? Um, that, that we spend a lot of time in our resentment and in our plans for revenge to get back at people that we see, that we perceive harmed us. And it also talks about, we step on people's toes and they retaliate seemingly without provocation, which goes along with sustained incoherence. Um, we don't realize that we're creating this resentment, um, that we have a part of this. And, um, and it just goes on with that continuous cycle of I step on your toes, you, you retaliate seemingly without provocation, and then I retaliate, and then they retaliate, and it, it, and then throw in guilt, shame, and remorse in there. And, and that that causes um, what we cause, call um, irritable restlessness and discontent, and then we have to change how we feel when we feel that way, and we, we use chemicals in order to alter how we feel. And so, yeah, we do waste a lot of time in our resentments and our plans. And it also talks about now the, the, um, the grump and the brainstorm is no longer for us because we're too busy trying to control everything outside of us, and we have all these goals, and people aren't achieving our goals. And so we get frustrated, and then our frustration comes up for us, and then we need to add the, the chemicals in order to alter how we feel. And then in step 10, it talks about step 10 is we continue to take personal inventory, and when we're wrong, we promptly admitted it. And there's a, a whole passage about um, the spiritual axiom, and the spiritual axiom axiom means truth. Spiritual truth is is that when we're disturbed, it's because there's something wrong with us. And it talks about the time that we take in doing inventory. Is this wasted time to continue to take inventory, whether it be the spot check inventory, whether it was the evening inventory, or it was, um, uh, you know, a a regular quarterly inventory or a yearly inventory? Was this a waste of time? And it's like, no, because once we get rid of what blocks us, then we're able, you know, life starts to work a lot more smoothly. And um, Right.
2: Let me, let me throw a thought in before you, you move forward, further along. And this idea that there's something wrong with us. You'll notice that the reality management, the wake-up sheet, is a no-fault empowerment process. And when we think in terms of there's something wrong with me, and that's one of the basic messages, I think, it drives people to drink one of the basic thoughts because thoughts reflect as feelings. And as you say, when people are not feeling things they like, it's because they're not thinking things that are likable. And so the idea is to get back to without judgment of self, what am I doing? What can I take responsibility for here in my structure? So rather than to, to recognize there's something wrong with me, to recognize that There's something that I can take responsibility for and that's my thinking and remove it from my structure and that's forgiveness and be freed of the feelings that drive me to drink. And so I'd be careful about that, you know, buying into or telling someone or telling yourself there's something wrong with you. It just isn't a valid concept. Yes. Yes. There's something out of place here. There's something I need to face, take responsibility for, and forgive. And if I follow the trail of wrong, it will tend to be so huge that that idea has been going on for so long on the planet, and so many generations, that people will tend to get lost, in locked into hopelessness, trying to fix themselves like they're broken. And the truth is that there is a part of us that's never been touched by anything that we've done or has been done to us, and that part of us is fully intact. And the idea of recovery is to recover that part and bring it into the physiology, into this giant cray computer called the body-mind unit and remove what's off base in the system as opposed to creating a judgment state that can just send people into a tailspin. So I just offer that little piece of it. And just to, um, to fill in the idea of sustained incoherence, because it's such a key here, I just looked up uh, Bohm's quote. And he says this, the general tacit assumption oh. in thought is that just telling you the way, that it's just telling you the way things are, and then it's not doing anything, that you are inside there deciding what to do with the information. But you don't decide what to do with the information. Thought runs you. Thought, however, gives false information that you're running it, that you're the one who controls thoughts, whereas actually thought is the one which controls each one of us. Thought is creating divisions out of itself and then saying those divisions are there naturally. This is another major feature of thought. Thought doesn't know it's doing something and then it struggles against what it's doing. It doesn't want to know that it's doing it. And thought struggles against the results, trying to avoid those unpleasant results while keeping on with that way of thinking. Bohm says, this is what I call sustained incoherence. There's another place in his writing where he talks about, you know, we've we have investigated the content of thought, but never looked into thought as a process. And when we start investigating thought as a process, what we see is that it's the key to the, crea- the flow of the creative energy that goes through us and that we produce results with in our world. It literally creates our physiology, and I'm talking about right down to our chemistry. If you look at the cell biologists that are telling us, mo- thoughts literally turn into molecules, neuropeptides, that insert themselves in cells and become cellular chemistry. So the process of thought creates cellular chemistry. It creates feelings. It creates perceptions. It literally, as he says, when you think something's a certain way, then your mind shows it to you in pictures. It literally creates the world we see. It is a conversion of the digital energy of thought into the analog energy of pictures. It literally makes up the world that we see painted on the inside of our eyeballs. And it becomes the creative energy that spreads out from us, sprays on all the world, and tends to attract back to us those results that are consistent with our thoughts. And in, in that way, the world gives us this awesome gift if our thinking is off base. The world's going to keep coming in, and first it'll give us a little gentle nudge, and then it'll give us a little harder nudge, and then it'll give us a little punch. And, you know, soon, if we don't pay attention to it, it becomes a four-by-four. By, four. by the time it gets to the four-by-four, four, people are usually pretty deeply anesthetized something whether it's alcohol busyness drugs hostility you know whatever their drug of choice is and then one must enter into the recovery process if they're ever going to live as human beings and to recover and bring the active presence of being bring the active presence of love back to the aberrant thoughts which instantly transforms the aberrant thoughts transmutes the energy that is off base and creates healing. And so that's where we really want to go with recovery, recognizing that true being is always there, fully shining, fully alive, totally intact. Bring it into your physiology and things change. And so I just wanted to throw that piece in, especially about the, uh, the, the wrong and Yep, there's something here I can take responsibility for. This is not the way I want it to be, so I'm going to do my work.
4: Understood and did it, good and email? also, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I I understand exactly what you're saying, and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I thank you for that piece. I'm just using the language that is in the book. Um, but, sure. But thank sure, you I for for lifting. I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, and I, I'm able to translate in my mind I, I'm able to translate that. Um for well, right. myself. So thank you for doing that for everybody else that is listening that um, you know, may not understand um what's going on here. So yeah, I appreciate awesome. that and yes, I'm on board with everything that you said. Um I'm gonna bring it home and then we'll go from there. Um in step cool. ten. Um there's some some writing Um, In the big book, it's on page 85, and it says that it's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into our activities. How can I best serve thee, thy will, not mine, be done? These thoughts, which must go with us constantly. The, yeah, these thoughts must go with us constantly. We can exercise our own willpower along this line. All we wish, it is the proper use of will. And so that was what Susan was talking about yesterday when she was, um, she was talking about going to bed and releasing her goals and asking Ruka to show her what she needed to do this is what we do in step 10 and step 11 as well, is that that constant um, inventory and that constant checking up with God, and that is the proper use of will, is when we take our, our self-will and align it with God. And we're able to do that when we get rid of all the things that block us off. And so I just wanted to tie that in and, and also acknowledge Ron for what he said a couple weeks ago about, um, AA doesn't necessarily give us anything, but it removes everything that blocks us off from the divine. And that's exactly what happens when we work the 12 steps. And there's a reason why um, step 11 is where it's at. In um, step 11 is we continue through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And um, we get rid of everything in the first 10 steps that block us off. And then we're able to, um, better connect and we continue to do that work because we're always going to have blocks as evidenced by the Aramaic forgiveness work. You know, we have generations of carbon-based memory to, um, let go of, recognize and, and release and, and our own experience in unconscious power person dynamics. And so it's an ongoing process. And then, um, my last point is that it talks about in Step 11, in the 12 and 12, um, it talks about um, how we're inspired, that we're, we stop wasting energy because we're inspired and we're able to tap into our intuition and get the next right thought, the next right action to take. So that's all I got on, on this particular subject matter.
2: Cool. Awesome. Right on track, recovering being. And uh, if you're in the phone queue and you have a question for us, if you push one, that will put your hand up in the control panel, and Gene will know that you're there and that you have a question for us. Call-in number, at least for the next few days. It is going to change. Jeannie gave you the numbers at the beginning of the show. They're also posted on our website, but as of September 1st show, which I think is next Thursday or Yes, next Thursday, that um, we'll be starting with a new calling number. And uh, you'll be able to access the podcast just by going into any podcast program that you happen to have or that you download from the Play Store or what have you, and putting in the address www.blogtalkradio forward slash mindshiftersradio.com. And you can sign up for our podcast and have access to, uh, to all of the archives. And, and, Jeannie, did I understand that uh, correctly that we you did find out that we can put a copy of the archives in the new uh, link so that they'll all be available there?
1: Well, I have got, I've sent another email. They sent me the directions of how to um, import our past archives into our current station. However, I want to find out first, I don't want to delete them from the old channel. So I want to make sure that the copy stays out there because if it actually pulls them over and deletes them from our old channel, then we've got five times as much work to do because we have to go out and change all the links to our archives on our, on our website. Right, so right. I'm waiting to hear back okay. from them.
2: Cool. Cool. So so make note of the new number for as of next Thursday, September 1st. Our show will start with uh, – uh, a new channel, and all things will be rock and roll. So, Jeannie, do you have anybody with a hand up in the phone queue?
1: We actually do. We have two hands up, and the first one is area code five four one. I think this might be Julie from Portland, Oregon.
5: <laughs> oh.
1: Hi oh, hey there, young lady.
2: How are you?
5: I'm good. I I'm here. Awesome.
0: I I
4: are TV. you in process?
5: <laughs> I thought I was on mute and I was getting my phone out of my pocket and my hand was wet. So there. <laughs> Those are laws in operation, right? Those are laws. There you go.
0: There <laughs> first you go. things
5: first. So, um hi. I I called because you were talking about some a movie Ben her that you've just seen, which I have not. But I did just see one that I'd like to recommend. It's called Captain Fantastic it's a an independent film actually done by a filmmaker from Ashland. He's much older now and has done quite a few films and his name is matt ross and right. it is a unique film and a well done first class professional job. It is about a family who um chooses to live out in the wild and build their whole life around you know. What they set up, they kill, you know, wildlife around to eat. They just live off the land, and it's kind of, you know, harsh. It's a culture shock to see that, but yet they also maintain continuity by educating their kids with lots of books and just amazingly conscious children, amazingly conscious. And <clears throat> um, I will, I will say, they didn't follow any religious path. So there's not such a spiritual thing going on. In fact, they're a little politically against anything religious. But if you can get past that, you can see what it would be like to not be raised in this culture and that we are raised in. And then they contrast it later on because of an unexpected event. They actually go out into the culture, the actual world, and that's really interesting, too. So um, I recommend it, and I don't know when it will come to your theaters, and it doesn't usually stay too long. It's an independent film. It's Captain Fantastic, and the title is not from the Elton John song, although he gets asked that a lot. And um, it, it, just, it gives you many aspects of the human experience and the family experience. It's really, really very good. So that's all I had today for you. (laughs) And I'm in good spirits about coming to the intensive. I've gone through quite a few, uh, whatever you want to call them, deep, deep, fearful emotions. (laughs) Layers, yes.
2: Well, well, like I said yesterday, we'll, we'll get the bill together for all the extra processing from the day you committed to the intensive and all that's been moving. So pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Is it the uh, is it the Captain Fantastic with uh, Viggo Morganson in it? Do you know he's um, a star? Hey. George pieces uh, Santa George Mackey, Samantha Eisler.
5: Yes, and and Annalise somebody. Annalise uh, starts the B.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just looked at it. Yeah, yeah. okay, I got it. Right. Cool. So Looks yeah, that Let's is take
5: it. A look. It's, very it's good, rated 8.1 out
2: of 10 on um, on uh, the Internet Movie Database, so we'll have to make sure to, to get yeah. a look at it. And and I, we can I it. do
5: believe it, it won quite a few awards at the Cannes Festival and all of that sort of thing. Um, so it's a treat. Very good.
2: Interesting. Thank you for that input. Mm-hmm. Fabulous.
5: Okay. You're welcome. I hope and, you get to and, see it. And if not, maybe we'll find it during the Laws of Living class. We can take a little trip. <laughs> I'm not there. trying
0: to. Yeah, just it. looking, and
2: it's not on. Uh, it's not on uh, Amazon yet, surprisingly. No, Julie, maybe I, did, not.
1: I sent you the information for you to take your personal code evaluation too.
5: I got it, um, and I found uh, my um, my password would be the same from last time, if I haven't changed for it.
6: Yes, that's I, correct
5: Okay, I found that because you helped me with that too before Alright, I'll be doing that And I'll text you when I've done it And I'll, I have a busy day today But um, I can probably catch it between I don't know Tomorrow's really busy cool. Maybe tonight I'll do All it right. Thank you
2: It is on um, Amazon at, um, In DVD format It is available
5: you can buy it. You can buy oh, the actually movie. Blue cool. Ray
2: too. It's pretty, pretty expensive. I guess because it's an independent film, it's not a mass-produced one. So it's like $20 for the DVD and 34 for the Blu-ray. Okay. Good to know. Cool. Thanks for letting us well, know about it. All right. Blessings.
5: Mm-hmm. All right. look forward to seeing You're your welcome. bright
2: and shining eyes in just a few days.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you breathing? All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>
2: Bye. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. So, Jeannie, you've got another hand up.
1: Yes, I do, and I think this one is Roma eight oh eight. You're on the air.
2: Hey there, young lady. How are you?
7: Well, I'm just great. Thank you. I um uh, I wanted. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, the woman who was sharing yesterday, um, I I it brought Susan to Garnett. mind. Mm. Uh Yeah, uh, but um, she was put. She was put on mute several times, and I, I'm reminded that <clears throat> I'm, uh, you know I have a lung disease that I'm dealing with, so I'm very sensitive to the breath issue. And when we look at the worksheet, we see the word "breathe" in capital letters, all up and down it, and it really is. I, I was thinking about it after I after we all hung up yesterday that uh, when the energy when the emotions of fear and hostility and pain begin to actually move and dissolve, they dissolve into energy, and that energy then begins to flow like a, a frozen river that 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 melts and it becomes part of our energy system, and our vitality level goes up and a very important part of that process is releasing the breath to actually do whatever it needs to do in order to facilitate that shift from from the stuckness into the flow of the energy. So I just wanted to contribute that because, you know, the culture is, you know, we've been, I don't know about anyone else on this call, but in the old days we used to go to the drive-in theaters, you know, and there was a lot of heavy breathing all around, you know.
2: So it, it <laughs> could be that people
7: <laughs> Yeah, it could be that people Associate heavy breathing But it it has to do with Emotion, sure it does But uh, releasing the stuck And blocked emotion Is, uh, I just wanted To make that point That that um, the word breathe Is on this worksheet For a very real reason
2: Yes, absolutely It's um It's interesting you bring that up. And, and, you know, there's this particular, and it tends to be kind of subtle release breath that happens. It's different than the still-point breathing, where one's going into the whole breathing process to induce that breath. But the subtle, liberating breath that happens when one actually processes a piece of information and, this past week we watched the movie one evening in the intensive inside out and everybody took note of the point where the healing happens in that movie and they, they capture it just absolutely as the breath is in real life. When that healing occurs, and it's just this little subtle gasp that lets loose when one processes out a piece of energy. And it's so, beautifully portrayed even in this cartoon that when you know the the character in in Inside Out tells the truth to her parents about why she can't live their goal of her being their happy little girl but she's sad because of her friends that are gone and she's lost her home and her hockey team and, and when she's able to tell the truth about that in the presence of love they just demonstrate so beautifully this little release breath and that's the one to watch for because that's where the real healing happens. So thank you for bringing that up. Good point.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And I have felt very embarrassed, you know, sometimes listening to to the programs where I've had really powerful releases. I felt embarrassed to hear myself panting and breathing, but I just want to let y'all know it's it's because there's a disease that I'm that I'm that I'm that I'm healing, you know. And um I love the fact that we're relating recovery Wednesday to the recovery of that uh, present active state of love that we all are recovering, that reclaiming it, moving back into that exquisite experience of being. So that's okay. all I have. To say.
2: You've got my support. <laughs>
7: okay, thank you.
2: All right. Aloha, everybody. Aloha. Aloha. Interesting word. Exactly the same. As Rachma in Aramaic A condition in the frontal lobes of the brain That allows one to stay Connected to love I believe that the native Hawaiians Were one of the lost tribes And That, that Aloha state Is the the key To all understanding And the key to real recovery And when that Aloha Breath happens When that Rachma happens And the breath comes into the system That's when that which blocks recovery is removed, that which quite literally the energetic pain that drives people to drink, to drug, to do whatever they do, to rage, that that's the point at which that release occurs and one is freed on another level. So it's an awesome word. And I understand that in the Hawaiian Islands, the Hawaiians lived at peace with each other for the longest time until the warring tribes of the South further down in the Southern Pacific started to show up and teach the skills of war. The Aloha spirit, it's called in Hawaiian. It's interesting that when the Hawaiians meet, you know, Rachma is in the frontal lobes of the brain. Their greeting is Aloha and they actually, they don't stick out their hand like Westerners do. They join forehead to forehead You might remember in the film Avatar when they greeted forehead to forehead. And and what's happening when one goes forehead to forehead is that there's a closer literal exchange of energy through that Rathma filter that reinforces the presence of love in the space. And then what they did is they breathed together and breathed each other's nasal air. They didn't breathe through their mouths at that point. They breathed each other's nasal air, exchanged air, and
3: reinforced,
2: if if you think about you know, two tuning forks and you hit a middle C tuning fork on the desk and you put it near a second middle C tuning fork. Now, if it's three feet away, yeah, there'll be some motion in that second tuning fork, but it's going to be hard to detect. But as you move it closer and closer, what happens is that second tuning fork starts to really move. I'd offer exactly the same thing happens in the Hawaiians new that to bring those two tuning forks of rock together, reinforced literally the active presence of love through which perception flows and gives us access to a mind other than the mind of the body, the mind of being, the mind that we're looking with all of this conversation and work about recovery to recover and bring to the forefront within ourselves. So in Aramaic is a a word that represents a filter in the frontal lobes of the brain, an oscillating tuning fork that is a gateway for human love, human life, to enter human form, recovery, and keeps the mind on track with perception based in love. An awesome tool to have. And by the way, I I appreciated the... uh, the email that you sent out uh, Roma uh, with the dialogue from your teacher, your um, Indian teacher over there, about love? And when you mentioned in it that, you know, the teaching was so similar to what we're doing, but unfortunately they didn't have the tools. I don't know if you've seen it, but I did send out an email with a couple of links to videos that provides the other folks that you sent it to the tools. So hopefully they'll avail themselves and find their own processes advancing. And we're here to just do everything that we can possibly do to take this to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. So any way you choose or wish or can support that, we would appreciate your support and we'll just keep moving it forward. So Jeannie, do you have anybody else with a, uh, a hand up in the phone queue or anything happening in the chat room?
5: No,
1: that's it for the moment. We've got eight minutes, so if someone has a question or comment, press one. Whoop, A hand just went up. Area code 336. You are on the air.
6: Who do we have? Hi, it's Tracy.
2: Hey there, young lady. Hi. Welcome.
6: Hey, I had a couple of things I wanted to say. Um, I called in last week, and there was a lady talking about coming to the intensive, and I don't know if she signed up um, but I just wanted to encourage her because if, if I can do it, anybody can do it. The situation I'm in, the drama that I've got going on with all these visions and surgeries, and, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, some days I feel so one day at a time. I can't imagine planning my future because of just the way my eyes feel and what I'm dealing with. And I think if if I can get on a plane, you know, I just wanted to inspire her to come.
2: Fabulous well we're uh, we're with you and holding the space for that, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to your arrival and getting to uh, to work with you once again and support you in uh, taking yeah. your whole peeling process to the next level
6: awesome and then the other thing was i i 've tried to be on the show every day since this all started, and i've missed several, but the other day i I got in. And then I had somebody come to the door right when Dr. Tim said, here's a quick five-something version of a worksheet, uh, uh, like a mini five-something. And then later in the show, I got back on after my neighbor left, and somebody else said, oh, I really appreciated that quick five-step thing, to, and then, but I didn't get it repeated. So I was wondering if you could repeat that. Whatever Actually, that was. there's
2: a copy of It's an abbreviated form of the worksheet, and maybe Dr. Okay. Tim would uh, would share it with us. That
6: would be great.
2: By the way, as Dr. Tim is coming on, I've been kind of looking in the background here, and uh, Barnes & Noble has the Blu-ray uh, of Captain Fantastic, if anybody was intrigued by that, at 2443 instead of 34, which it is on Amazon. uh, And I went on, uh, and
6: My Town is playing, so I'm going to go see it.
2: Oh, cool. Fabulous. Yeah. We'll we'll have to look and see if it's in Springfield. So, Dr. Tim, are you with us? Oh, maybe Dr. Tim has... uh, has been distracted. He's uh, he's oftentimes in his office going back and forth to the show. So, But anyway, there's a uh, well,
6: I was going to go
4: to
2: the archive and
6: try to find what day it was, but I hadn't done that yet. Right. Um, it was like last it Wednesday, is, is Thursday or Friday. Printed.
2: Yeah, the short form of the worksheet is printed also on the bookmark, on the back of the bookmark, which has the commitment on it. And basically it looks at identifying my goal... Resetting the loves, canceling the goal, inviting Ruka to help, and resetting the goal of love. Okay. uh, Well, you
6: know, I was just thinking I have like a situation like I'll, I'll be in the grocery store or I'll be somewhere and I'll have one of those momentary flashbacks, and I was thinking those, a quick one, two, three, four, five would help me remember, you know, to spray love and to get over whatever the resentment or bitterness or whatever my flashback is and making myself wrong in the moment to um, keep it present. Because what happens a lot of times if I, I noticed if I avoid it or like try to, I'll do that later. It goes so far out of my brain. I can't even get it back. And I know if I, if I stop right then in presence, like what the goal is and really, get myself present to canceling that and bringing myself back to love, then I can really go back and get free of it.
2: Dr. Tim's back with us now. So Tim Tracy was asking for uh, a a review of the five-step short form of the worksheet that you shared back a week or so ago. So wondering if you have that in mind that you could share with her. Are you mute, challenged Tim? Are you with us? Me now. Oh, there you are. Well, now we can hear you.
3: Yeah, it helps that uh, Jeannie unmutes me. Thank you, Jeannie. Ah, uh-huh.
2: yes, that definitely makes a difference.
3: Yeah, I've been here, and we've had some technical difficulties. So, um, the, the short story is that we had a person in our group who was really enjoying doing the worksheet process, but she had so much going on at work that she couldn't leave work often enough to do a worksheet. So she came up with a three-step process, which was simply when she felt upset, she asked herself what emotion was she feeling and what thought she was thinking to cause it and what goals she needed to cancel. So we just expanded on that. And so the five step process is whenever I realize I don't like what I'm feeling, I I take a breath and I scan my body and I put a word on it. It's anger, it's sadness, it's hurt, whatever. And then I ask, what thought am I using to create that emotion? And in that third step, every time there's a thought creating a negative emotion, it contains a goal. So the third step is I quickly identify the goal that's contained in that thought and cancel the thought and the goal. Take another breath. And then ask to be shown the hidden part of my mind that's actually causing my upset. Take another breath and think the most loving thought I can bring to my mind at the time. And that's the five-step process. The first one is... Whenever I identify that I don't like what I'm feeling, I throw a, a, an emotion word on it. The second step is I identify the thought I'm using to create that emotion word. The third step is I identify the goal that's in that thought and cancel the thought and the goal. The fourth step is I ask to be shown the hidden part of my mind that's actually causing my upset. Take another breath in. I breathe at each step. And the fifth step is... I ask to. I just think the most loving thought that I can remember from any time in my life and breathe into that.
2: Perfect.
3: Yay.
2: Yay. Awesome. Well, young lady, we'll look forward to seeing you, and we're down to the last few seconds, so we're going to have to close the show out. We'll just uh, say a much, much appreciation to everyone who participates and passes this along, everyone who chooses to support us, and giving this out to every mind, heart, and being on the planet, in the space, we have the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings.
0: To live more
1: Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Doctor Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.